Welcome to Baby Movements, birth to 24 months. This is Michelle Turner from Movement Lesson. I am going to go off from talking about my super baby secrets. I really do hope you have my PDF download. It's free on the 99 super baby secrets, but I need to talk about the CDC guidelines and the new milestones that they are creating or taking away from our children. I want to explain to you what a milestone is, and I really want to go into why development really needs to happen the way it's supposed to happen. I totally understand that more and more children are becoming developmentally delayed. Right now, last I checked, the statistics are one in six children have services. That's a little bit high. However, we need to look at why those children are going into services versus making it that all children kind of develop a bit more at their own pace, as they like to say. That's not the way development works. The development is meant to work very specifically. And I outline those and talk about it. And that's what I'm talking to you in this podcast. But I really want to go into that it's not fair to you what the government is doing with their new milestone outlines. Let's go into it. First of all, Your purpose as a parent is to initiate your child. What does that mean? Oh my goodness, from play to cognitive to fun to work, all those firsts happen from you as a parent. Their first movements, being born into this world, all happens from you. That is the purpose. This is this is why we're here. This is why we're doing all of this. There's a purpose behind life. And if we decide that we're going into having children, that purpose now changes to them. Everything is about them. They're first or this. Yes, we still have to go to work and do what we do and get our hair done or whatever, or get the car fixed. But we're doing this now as a family for our children, for our legacy. This is the purpose. We need to know, or I'm here to show you, this is this is why I'm here, is to show you that life is about movement and movement happens from the day we are born. These movement, these milestones are so important to our lives because yes, everybody does it, but we do it for a reason. There's a short-term plan and there's long-term plan, but why our bodies are moving. And let's say now that the crawling is no longer a milestone. Well, if that happens to your child, the chances of them becoming an astronaut go down substantially because they're not going to go into their rotational skills, um, their spinning milestones, which is riding a bicycle, cartwheels. And you might say, hey, I've never done a cartwheel in my life and I'm fine. I get it, but it's, it's about having opportunities of getting it to the next level. Those milestones are there to achieve. Even at your age, you still can work on doing your first cartwheel. That's not a problem unless, again, there's there's issues with your structure and then we have to work around it. But that doesn't mean you can't put the movement of a cartwheel into your system that even though you can't perform it, you still can be there to work around your bodies. And that's what movement is. Movement, movement lesson, what I offer to people, people and children, especially around the world, but I work with every kind of child all the way up to 95, is I don't expect that, let's say I'm working on a client that's 40 years old to go around and crawl, but I'm certainly working on putting crawling more efficiently back into their system because so many of our thought patterns, thinking, milestones, cognitive vision, 
all come back to this really important milestone. We have to know that you can start from day one to work and stimulate your child's abilities to move. They're not meant to not move. They're not meant to not crawl. They're not meant to come to sitting. A lot of people don't realize come to sitting was already scratched off uh, in many states a while ago. So now let's look at the money behind this. Okay, there is money. Trust me. When you think your child's delayed, you go to your pediatrician, which is a great resource. And your pediatrician will start to watch your child. And what they're looking for is enough of a delay to code your child up code, meaning a medical code, to go to, let's say, neurology, to the next step. Your child does go through these processes medically, but at the same time, many states offer services of early intervention, right? So you would go to your state and say, I'm worried about my child's development. Well, let's say you're here in Arizona. The last that I checked, you either have to be 50% delayed in one area or 25% in two areas or more. So you're waiting for your child to fail. I hate to say it that way, but that's what's happening. You're waiting for your child to fail, not accomplish a task. Come to sitting should happen around six and a half to seven months where a child from their back comes up, rises up into sitting, not rolls to their belly, goes into all fours and pushes back into sitting that way. Yes, I get it. Your child's getting into sitting, but those are two different milestone creations. Your transitional skills are different. Your visual skills are different. You're meant to be in lying position and coming to sitting. Now, there are many children, let's say, coming to sitting from their back. If your child has a trach, I'll certainly work on the latter, going around to their side or coming to their belly and going up that way because a trach tie comes into complications. But many of your children don't have trachs, so that's not an issue. So there are ways structurally that you go around milestones, but we don't let our children go into certain positionings like W sitting, let's say, we try and get them out of it or show them a different way. But we need to start looking at the whole picture. Why coming to sitting through your back is a totally different image or accomplishment. Biggest one is your visual arcs, your peripheral vision, and keeping your eye on the prize. A lot of children, let's say autism, ADD, what's your biggest complaint as a parent is, oh my gosh, they won't pay attention. I can tell you right now in 98% of the chances, your child didn't come through sitting through their back and they didn't learn how to keep their eye on the prize. So these are really important factors for your children to develop Now, you can say they're just not capable of doing. I get it. But what I'm here to show you is when you have purposeful, functional movement, it turns into other things. When you don't have purposeful and function movement, it turns into other things. So that's how the human body works. It's like one and one is two, right? One and one is is two, but you could have a plus one or a negative one. Are you still getting two? So that's where development comes into a little bit of a, a... gray matter. So when you're looking at the fact that you can place your child in sitting, and they should be doing that around five and a half months where your child can sit independently. Well, our kids also aren't teddy bears. So you can't rely on, oh yeah, and then you tell the doctor, which is what you do because you brag about your children. You should be bragging about your children. Oh yes, they can sit. But again, understanding that language of coming into sitting, that movement of sitting or sitting up, 
versus being placed in sitting are two different factors, right? Being placed into sitting, there's a bigger chance of a child not crossing midlines, we're so famous to say, and being able to take their toy from the right and bring it over to the left and so forth and switching hands. Yes, this should be happening when they're in sitting position, but at the same time, sitting doesn't just mean sitting, right? It's a great way to start really working on your lower quadrant vision, your upper quadrant visions, and again, keeping your eye on the prize. Also what starts to happen during this this sitting phase is your active-passive convergence, where you can see something close, maybe look at mom and dad far away, and come back to your object. So this is where they're converging near and converging far. So this starts bringing your vision into long vision and short vision in and out of it. So when you come up to sitting through your back, then your visual arcs start coming into place, which is the beginnings for your reading. So now with the changes of, let's say your child's not coming into sitting, well, they didn't miss a milestone as far as the the CDCs, as long as they can come in, they, they can be placed into sitting. Now, if you take away crawling, right, again, there's no 25% delayed. There was a week ago, but now there isn't. So now you're waiting for your child to somehow be placed into standing and walk, and they've also elongated that. Now, walking shouldn't happen or may not happen up until 18 months. Well, I can tell you right now, if your child didn't come up to sitting through their backs and they didn't go into crawling, the chances of our being very delayed in walking are at a very high risk. Why not start earlier? We don't wait for our tires to just go and blow out. We, we, we have car maintenance. We do these things. We have house maintenance. We don't let our gutters fill up. We don't let the water backlog into the house and create a rot situation. There's so many things where we're proactive. We need to be shown a way to get proactive into our child's movements and our developments. It's so important. Another thing is, remember, you know, when you were a kid, the first big accomplishment visually is to see an airplane around the age of two right? Well, now at the age of two, they're saying a child should see about 20 feet. No, at the age of two, they should be going airplane, pointing, all those skills coming in, that social interaction. Hey guys, I see something. I see something so cool. I want to point it out to you. That's what's starting to come into that, that social accomplishments. And though then we start getting into the terrible twos. So as you can see, it's not that we have just a static pose of placing a child in all fours and hoping they'll crawl. It's those transitions, those transitions of getting in and out of all fours. That has to happen first before a child will crawl. It's getting in and out of sitting. That has to happen first before a child will crawl. If a child, too, is getting in and out of standing, a child won't walk if they don't know how to get in and out of it, right? You don't go into a situation you don't know how to get out of it, right? You don't go into a situation if you don't know how to go into it, so there's no difference between, so the movements come first and then those logical skills that we rely on so heavily today come into place, but we come into place because we had them as movements, as infants. Your purpose, your, your gift, your children is to be able to influence those movements, right? That's what we're here for. We're in, here to influence those movements. And then from the influences of movements, we, you know, we're not waiting for ballet class to happen when they're about five, six, right? Those movements need to happen from the day they're born. 
the newborn movement assessment is such an essential tool for you as parents because that's your game plan. That's your game plan of really sitting down, looking at how your child was born and how they're responding to their first, first movements, not just eating, not just changing a diaper. Their first movements are so crucial, not even waiting for two months. You can get your child in and out of, of, let's say, tummy time. And again, if you're, you're saying, my child doesn't like, I can't, they won't. Any of those kind of words, especially from, from newborns, even when it includes colic, because lots of times a colic, again, is a movement issue. The child is not used to moving in and out of position with her gas, with her health, with her uh, breathing and all of those kind of things. Could be, not saying that they are, minor red flags for, again, even if your child does have, let's say, severe allergies or they are colicky, they're not going to present in the movements that we want them to. We can't be in a position where they're, they're, again, their structure, their health, the way that they are organizing their movement impedes where they need to be as babies. These movements are so important and you need to have that ability to help your child. Creating these programs, creating all like in tummy time and rolling over and the super baby boot camp, all these things that I do, I don't do them because I want you to do movement lessons. That's not why I'm here. This was a really hard wake up call for me last week when someone asked me if I'd known what I'd known and found my son's infection within the first week. None of this would have happened. He would have been okay. And I, I trouble myself a lot on going back. What did I do wrong? What didn't I see? What didn't I do? What doctor didn't I go to? Because I didn't help my child to get him better. It took three years for them to find a massive infection in his head. Why it took that long? I can't even begin to go there. That that would take quite a few episodes. But knowing that my child needed help with his health, I knew that but I didn't realize how much help he needed with his movements. That came after the failures were really starting to happen. You know, if he's, the, the thing is with this new CDC window, what they don't, they don't want, they, they don't tell you is most therapists will tell you if your child's not, you know, coming to sitting or walking by age two, it's probably not going to happen. So now they're saying that they're not going to walk till 18 months. So where's that window that you have that you're suddenly going to go, what? (laughs) And say, okay, I've got from 18 months to two. And if my child's now not walking, he's probably never going to walk or they, she. And, and so I was, I went from, because my son walked, he talked, he did all that before he got sick at 13 months. So I kept waiting for it to just come back. I, I didn't, I didn't know development. That's not why I was here. The kids just, babies just do things. You don't have to worry about them. You feed them, you change their diapers, make sure they sleep, keep them safe. And when realizing more and more that it was my son's fault, oh, well, if he was just a little stronger, oh, if he just paid attention more, oh, if he, and I finally just said, y'all need to leave. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get him there. You know, his goal at four, I'm not kidding, was to say, mom, dad help, please open. We, we chose 20 self-help rules or words. And that's not the point. Again, at that point, it was all cognitive, which is fine. But 
taking the time that I needed to realize that if you don't have the movements, you're not going into the processes of thinking that you need. The organization's not there. If you can't get in and out of a situation by the way you move, and we do it all day, guys, just driving the car, just getting out of the car and getting it to where it needs to go. That's moving in and out of a situation. We have such independence as adults, you just don't realize how much work went into it to create what we take for granted of just, I'm out of toothpaste on the way home today, I'm going to have to pick some up. I'm not saying I'm here to to tell you your child's going to be special needs, but I will say this, please, please, please know that from day one, you can help your child move into a life that you couldn't even imagine. And this includes children that maybe had a bit of a rough start and will continue to have a rough start, just like my son did. You know, every start for him is rough. Even today, every week he has a medical procedure and what he goes through, but he's in college. Now, I don't think he'll drive living on his own. I'm not sure, but he loves life and he's getting ready for his sophomore year and life is good for him and he's accomplishing things for him. And he's walking, by the way, and he's black belt and he's life scout for Boy Scouts. So I really want to say that when you're looking at your child, please, the first thing you can't be is worried. You have to change that worry into proactive. I really learned that from not only my son, but the children I work with. We all worry, but we can't worry about something that might never happen. That's really the biggest waste of our brains, endless possibilities. Now, if you told me, oh, I was having surgery tomorrow, of course I'm going to be concerned for you and worry for you and put out my good thoughts. That's not the issue. It's when I was told my son wasn't going to live for six months and it was two years, five years and all this. And he, the neurologist looked at me and goes, why aren't you worried? I said, you tell me what's wrong with my son and I'll deal with it. But until that time, I can't play this disease of the month club. That was for his medical that had nothing to do with his development. I didn't learn these things for so long. It's my purpose in life is that you don't go as long as I did. There's no reason for it. There's no reason to reinventing the wheel. Starting today to help your child move. Don't wait for the failures. Don't wait for you can't check that box. The guidelines are there as guidelines that has nothing to do with anything. You have to do what you can do for your child. This is why we have a purpose in life. This is why we continue to go on. Our children are everything to us, but don't let that get away from you. Really, please don't let it get away from you. Please get my 99 Super Baby Secrets. Please continue to listen to my podcast. And if you need further help or you need me to to review a video of your child, I'm available through Facebook, Movement Lesson, Movement Lesson for Parents and Practitioners. Baby Movements is on Facebook. I have a lot of great groups, Vision, CVI, and Movements. There's so many groups that I have for that continued support in areas that you need. You need. It can't be a child that goes on with wait and see. The wait and see is there for any kind of medical reasons, even if your child has a diagnosis, this diagnosis is there for you to have a conversations between your doctor or doctors and your child and your family. 
Movement is movement. Movement is life. Continue. But that development, the way your child organizes, despite even possibly having brain trauma, is all centered around movement. The brain does not decide how the body moves. That comes later, right? Remember, all your developmental movement milestones actually are supposed to happen before the skull fuses. And that starts around nine to 18 months where where the, the fusions start to happen. So milestones also happen before you start saying, put stringing your words together, you should be walking. Movements are everything. They really, it's a whole picture, but that's what makes the whole body work together. It's through movement. This is Michelle at Movement Lesson. I hope to see you again, but see you on Facebook, on YouTube. I have the largest library of working with the human body. What does that mean? I have the largest library of how you can help your child today. Helping your child will change your life. And sometimes, I know many of you didn't think this way, you didn't think you'd have to help your child maybe to roll over. You didn't think maybe you'd have to help your child to crawl. But if you do, that's what I'm here for. Thanks, guys.